the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Really quite simple when you think about it. Government has very limited limited obligations to the people. The main one is to protect the people, to enforce the laws and to protect the people from being victimized. We are living at a time in America where the predator is protected. Oh, but it's true. The criminal is the one who's favored. The moron is the one who's favored. After all, we're eliminating test results for schools. We are dumbing down society and bringing it down to where the quality of life in America is shrinking on all fronts. But the main problem that we face now is that it is very, very simple to be a scumbag. Very, very easy. In fact, in some cases, you get rewarded. In most cases in this country, you're rewarded to be a scumbag. Are you not good at something? Do you have drug problems? Are you just a wretched, low-life criminal? You now are protected by the American government. It's really quite something to witness. Now, the, the problem with the pandemic, and you heard it early on, was that people were always using the expression, the cure is going to be worse than the virus. In every instance, I don't care what direction you point to, since the time COVID reared its ugly name and even uglier creators, COVID, the cure, the, the cure in fact, has been devastating to the American people. Whether you look at the children, whether you look at the suicide rates. But the one thing for certain, for absolute certain, drug use has absolutely and totally skyrocketed. I found it amazing when I heard Governor Abbott today. Governor Abbott remind people exactly what's been happening during the pandemic. Are you worried about COVID? Did you get your vaccine? Do you have your mask on? Is COVID the biggest killer? Among people 18 to 49? Is it? Keith, could you make it uh, so when I hit the button it plays there, you handsome devil? If it's any consolation, everyone just sings Spanish fly to themselves in their head. Every man, woman, and child in all of the states gathered here combined. That is how deadly this is. Doses to kill more than 222 million Americans are sweeping our states for one reason only. Joe Biden does not care that fentanyl is invading our states. If, if you look at so they've captured enough fentanyl to kill 220 million Americans. That's what they captured. How do you quantify what they have not The population group between the ages of 18 and 45. The leading cause of death over the past year is not COVID, is not cancer, it's not car wrecks. 
the leading cause of death of our fellow Americans ages 18 to 45 is fentanyl. And President Biden is doing nothing to address that fentanyl problem. The fentanyl is coming in from China through Mexico into the United States. Joe Biden does not care that people are dying today because of the open border policies that is allowing fentanyl to come into our country. The president that wins the actual vote, I'm not suggesting he's going to be sworn in, but the one that wins the actual vote will be the one that promises to secure the southern border, promises to bring law and order back to the country, promises to stop defending predators and victimizing victims. Because the victims, no one really gives a rip. It's like the sewer of Chicago. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It doesn't fit the category. So all of the people, more people than all of those things, have died from one drug, specifically one drug. One drug that is introduced only, only because of an open border, illegal cartel supply chain that never seems to be disrupted. It's astonishing that this isn't getting more play. We are now almost two years into the pandemic. By the way, this is on a Texas news station. This isn't from CNN. It's not even from Fox. It's from Texas, a remote news station, Channel 25. But a new analysis shows there's a bigger public health killer here in the country. According to the CDC, fentanyl overdoses have killed more people since 2020 than COVID-19 car accidents and suicides. The CDC, the same CDC that has your kid putting a slave plate on his face and took away your business and told you you can't go where you want for the holidays. That's CDC has these numbers. And by the way, this is from December. 25 News reporter Alicia Nespreto has more details. Fentanyl fatalities have nearly doubled since 2019. The CDC says the synthetic opioid is now the leading cause of death for Americans 18 to 45 years old. The fentanyl increases with the, on deaths, though, they really started to raise quite abruptly in around 2016. Now in Chicago, you got a pretty big area that everybody knows is full of cartel members. You remember why El Chapo's kids went to school in Chicago, don't you? Because that is the hub, the distribution center for the Sinaloa cartel. All of which we know. We know if only Putin would have put 130,000 troops at our border, maybe we could have secured that son of a gun. But instead, we've got the Marxist mafia regime with the dimwit urinating his trousers. And he put in the only Cuban that supports communism, Mayorkas. Well, he wanted to uh, talk to his, his border patrol agents who turned their back on him and shouted at him. You'll have to uh, forgive the recording, but it was done from a cell phone as there are no news outlets that want to report this. It may appear that everyday country we know that. I know that. The commitment remains and we'll keep fighting. Let me, let me just say, you can turn your back on me, but I'll never turn your back, my back on you. You did the day you were appointed. You did the day you were appointed because they turned their back on this stupid, bald bastard. That's why. And they should. And we should as an American people. As we're not just losing the, the, the perfect innocence among us children. But everybody's affected by this. 18 to 45. It is the number one killer. It isn't COVID. It isn't Omicron. It isn't anything but drugs. And these morons want to put you under lock and key for a virus, but yet they don't want to know where it came from. Hmm. Then there's the other side. 
the outright cartel members themselves, the scum that they are, who dismember their own people, who rape women. Their, their side business is, the, is sex trafficking. Those guys, they also have a problem. They tend to kill other people, and I don't just mean the little eight-year-old girl that was murdered in Chicago. They tend to kill even really good people who live their whole lives being good. Harris, uh, we reached out to ICE and then got a statement. So ICE has confirmed to Fox News, a spokesperson, in fact, that Rosales did, in fact, enter the country illegally at a, quote, unknown date and at an unknown location. Local reports say that 51-year-old Oscar Rosales had been here in the U.S. for more than 20 years working as a mechanic. He was arrested yesterday in Mexico, as we reported, and extradited then back to Houston. And he also made his first court appearance late last night. They didn't wait until this morning. The judge denied his lawyer's request to set bond because, get this, there's more. The judge says that Rosales was already on felony probation for a 1995 aggravated assault with a deadly weapon case. Well, it sounds like Chicago. I'll never forget 30 years ago when my aunt got hit by an illegal alien with a false ID. All they do is go back to Mexico or go back to wherever they're from. This is the system. We've got how many felons that are walking around the streets? You have any idea? They murder cops. They murder eight-year-olds. They deal in drugs. I'm not saying all of them. And I want a system that saves the people that come here from socialists and Marxists and other scum around the world. I want them here, the honest, good ones. But you better start prosecuting the murdering, drug-dealing, sex-trafficking, pedophile scum that has a revolving door at the border. A revolving door. I've got clip after clip about everything from ketchup to McDonald's, all raising their prices. Why isn't fentanyl? Fentanyl is the only commodity in America that's recession-proof. That's inflation-proof. That's Biden-proof. In fact, it thrives under the Biden administration. And that's the real problem. It thrives under the Biden administration. Like so many other enemies of America, so many other disasters thrive under the Biden administration. Now, he was, Pippi Leinstocking was asked today about a plethora of different Biden failures. Not specifically this one. Not specifically this one. But it was... It was really beautiful to hear a reporter with a foreign accent point out the so many failures which you've gotten used to after all you live in a democrat sewer run by democrat mafia scum so you get kind of used to it it's nice to hear somebody even with a foreign accent that really can pick out exactly how many failures the biden administration is responsible for uh one more uh jen besides the the crisis in ukraine this week alone isis launched the biggest attack in syria in in years uh, beheaded a police officer in iraq in a video again, the UN chief said Afghanistan is hanging by thread. People are starving and freezing uh, after the United States left the country. So, is this what American leadership or America back look like? And uh, can you say this is a winning foreign policy? That no, that's what Democrats look like. No matter where they are, that's what the, that's what their version of success looks like, of governing looks like. It's not just Chicago, where it's normal. What's the under over now in the winter? Well, it's chilly. It's cold. So I think it's down from 50 to 30 a weekend. It doesn't even matter when kids get killed. It does matter, however, when a cop kills somebody and he's served his time and he's released. Then everybody's up in arms. But when an illegal alien kills an 8-year-old, deals drugs, and kills hundreds of thousands of Illinoisans, you know what that is? That's just Democrat policy. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. 
the frustration I have isn't merely one specific failure. There's a plethora of failures. But the real cherry on the insult Sunday is that the Biden administration solution was to this was to give hundreds of millions of dollars to the countries that these criminals come from. So to me, that is rewarding absolute and total failure. Now, no one is incentivized to fix the problem, which means that for three years we're going to deal with this. The Democrat buffoon Marxist mafia has no no idea what's going on. I mean, it's pathetic. I, 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 actually, I actually didn't want to play all the clips of this stumbling, bumbling fool. Stumbling and bumbling fool. Who, unfortunately, should be impeached yesterday. Yesterday. On any one of these topics alone. But yet, the Democrats have no bar of failure. None. The more they fail the more power, the more money they get. This is the remedy. This is their recipe, the schematic of Democrat policy. It must be nervous for, to a certain extent. They must be nervous on some level because they're trying to absolutely, totally spin reality. They have a commerce spokesbirthing person. Now, we all know in the news every day, listen, here's, here's just a, a small snippet. Uh, drivers in North Carolina are feeling the pain at the pump as gas prices hit their biggest increase in seven years. Companies there fear that this could put them out of business as AAA is warning that prices aren't coming down. They actually Nothing is coming down. Everything is going up. The quality of your life is what's coming down. There's another clip I want you to remember, played last week. Well, it's possible, especially if you're talking about real wages, which are negative if you look at the CPI numbers. Well, I'm concerned... Now, the consumer price index is what she means. So it doesn't matter if they tout some BS kind of skewed stat that says wages are rising. The only place they must be taking this poll is government jobs. It doesn't matter if it doesn't keep up with the inflation caused by the policies of that administration. Not to mention, there's another little fact. You know, we, uh, we let politicians shut down the, the country and nationalize the economy. About is that, yes, we've seen wage increases, but we've seen wage increases driven by labor shortages. The economy, and this is an important point, hasn't added one single job from the 2019 high watermark. There's not one job. Not one job more than before they shut it down. Not one. With all their BS, with the $9 trillion that they printed up and spit out in different fashions to very selective special interests. Not one, but Biden's commerce idiot. And I don't mean the one who heads up the Labor Department, the union mafia guy from Boston. No, not him. This one is a birthing person. So she's beyond reproach. Wages are up. GDP growth is up. People are back to work. We're the only economy in the world that's stronger now than we were pre-pandemic. So I'm going to answer your question, but it's really important that we take a second to um, realize that this is great news and this is you know very strong economy why don't people it's the george costanza it's not a lie if you believe it i want somebody out there to tell me i mean unless you're one of the scumbags with those government contracts then just go to tom's steakhouse swallow a stool with your ass and pretend to be a man in the meantime for you regular people who are working who are worrying who are drowning in the socialist quagmire 
that is common whenever we get a Democrat in office. Is any aspect of your life better, except for the fact you're probably spending quality time with your kids, because after all, they're under house arrest, too? We'll feel it. Um, Look, I think that this pandemic has gone on for a very long time. People are frustrated. You know, moms and dads are still struggling. Will, Will school be open today? Uh, inflation is real and it's in everything. So I think it's a combination of COVID and increased prices, the supply chain disruption. You know, I talk to people, friends of mine who are frustrated that the backlog for their refrigerator is months because because of a lack of semiconductor chips. See, because all her friends are redoing their kitchen with their new government jobs. How about the food that goes in? It's stupid. See, that seems to be a problem. How about the fact that for the first time in what? 10 years, there's no such thing as the dollar menu anywhere. Even McDonald's raised their prices. Even Heinz ketchup is more expensive. Forget about gas. It's a miracle that you're only paying, what, $4 a gallon? I guess if you're in a Democrat sewer, it's even more like California. They're in six, and that's normal. But my favorite is I always remember, even when this dimwit in diapers tries to promote success, because he'll lie right to your face, just like everybody in this administration. I'll tell you, the next person that comes in, should run on the promise of firing everybody that ever even voted Democrat. You're all fired. Just go get on your pensions and go sit on your ass, which you're good at. And those savings are starting to reach drivers. Now, today, the average price you're paying here in Kansas City is below $2 a gallon, $3 a gallon. It's down to $2.90 a gallon, 20% down from cents from a month Listen ago. Listen to this Nationally, moron. prices are down $0.07 cents a gallon, continuing to fall. We're making progress. We're going to keep. <laughs> and, and then he released the, the reserves that we bought at $18 when we could have technically put it on the market for $80. So he released that only, by the way, you're going to find out, an investigation will show, only released to Democrat hub areas. See, that's where they released the barrels. They didn't release it in Republican states and Republican districts because that's what they do. They've politicized even their very failure in inflation and oil. They politicize COVID. That's all they can run on. They can't run on the reality of things. That wherever they are, failure is the shadow. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. Out of all the things I said, the steakhouse is the one that raised the ire. <laughs> you gotta love that. Alright, let's go to the lines if you want to be there it's 312-642-5600 john in the home of the open toad with no toenail polish on the women oak park how are you john oh it's awful here man it is awful i'm trapped here <laughs> so i had to call last week defend my fellow road builders and now you're beating up on my favorite restaurant where should i eat around here then yeah exactly well here's the thing tom's steakhouse was when i was a kid my favorite and uh I think we lost them. And uh, I, my mother used to go there with, with her girlfriend, Joanne, and my uncle. And I would have to go there, you know, to pick up the car, because that's what I did when I was 16. I would walk there, and I'd get the car from my mother. And there would always be those guys who pretended to be construction guys, making those stools look like thimbles, with their love handles on their neck, pretending to be gangsters. And you come to find out, all they were were Democrat bagmen. And they had the pretend LLCs. And they'd get the, what do you got, the barrels on the side of the road. And it was a scam that kept on giving. So I learned my lesson there about exactly what I saw there. However, 
the salad with the open uh, dressing. Oh, I still like the French on the French and the garlic mix. I'm still a big fan of that. And they they had a good steak last time I was in there. But I also got in a fight with one of those guys and had to run. Michael Naperville. Hey Sean, how we doing? Wonderful. Well, I just I had something happen to me just a few minutes ago that I could not believe, and you're the first person I thought of, and I had to call you. But I love I'm that. standing on the corner of Rush and Michigan Avenue, having a nice cigar, minding my own business, and a lady comes out of the Omni Hotel, and I cannot make this up. She said, sir, I'm sorry we've had some complaints. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'll move down. I didn't mean, you know, if the smoke's bothering anybody, I'll put it out. She goes, oh, no, no, we just have patrons coming in, and they're concerned that you're smoking without a mask. <laughs> and uh, you gotta uh, love these. I didn't know how to react. I just know that it must be the end of time, Sean. I it is the end of time, my... and I have to tell you something, Michael. You can always tell when someone's from New York, New Jersey, or Chicago down here. They're the only ones with the masks on, with the double masks on, oh. and they have the the audacity and the arrogance to talk to people who have lived normal for two years who have survived without the dictation, without the, without the tyranny, without the nonsense by Fauci and the rest of these fraud bureaucrats. And everything's gone fine. In fact, our numbers were always lower, even during Omicron, even to the, to the lies of Pippi Lystocking. And they, they do the same thing here. The same thing here. That's exactly what they do. But, you know, we tell them, go back to where you came from and take your Democrat voting with you. You'd be amazed when you talk to these idiots like that, how they shut their mouth. They shut their mouth and they go, because I want to get back to that America where you didn't have the audacity and the arrogance to talk to other men and other women like you were going to teach them something. Shut your pie hole and get in your car and go back to the sewer you came from. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it very much. And that's how we deal with them. And, you know, it's funny. I was walking on the beach smoking a cigar because I like to smoke cigars. And down here, when you walk in a restaurant, they tell you still, uh, smoking or non-smoking, it's incredible. Well, I'll take the smoking. They have the ashtrays. When's the last time you saw an ashtray? And I'm walking on the beach smoking my cigar, and here comes one of these pasty white, not to offend John, but typical Oak Parker, to give you kind of an idea. You know how they look like the Dutch boy in drag? And she is doing the fake cough as she jogs past me. <laughs> You'll survive, Flabio. Now keep running. Your husband would enjoy the outcome. And then she just kept going. See, you can't just take it. You can't take it anymore because they've learned that most people want to be polite. Most people want to accommodate. Well, if you haven't learned right now, we're accommodating losers. We're accommodating corrupt people. And we're accommodating fascists. And when all, when all else fails, what's the card that they pull on you? What's the card? When all, they indict you with the greatest crime, the only one they're guilty of, as they have to hire people based on skin color. They have to hire people based on religion. They have to hire do the exact opposite of American. So they take they have the confidence and the arrogance to indict strangers with racism. It's nice to see people are starting to push back a little bit, and that's the only way it's going to end. Here is a politician that I found, for once, a Republican I was almost proud of in state government. Good afternoon. It's great to be back with all of you and pleased oh, to be wait, working. I hit the wrong one. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, I, I was asked by a colleague of mine on the other side of aisle, someone I actually deeply respect, and she asked me, uh, was I going to be nice this session? And I, I thought it was an interesting question. I don't particularly think of myself as a, uh, an unnice person, but I can see how sometimes people would see that differently. 
But you know what I've never done, Mr. Speaker? I've never got on this floor and I've challenged the faith of an elected official because I disagreed with them on policy. I've never got on this floor, Mr. Speaker, and suggested that the other side of the aisle were racist because they didn't agree with my particular policy positions. I've never suggested they were sexist because they didn't agree with my particular policy positions. But I'm keeping a running tally so far of this session. We're not very far into it. And almost every day, almost every day, someone on the other side of the aisle either gets up and either subtly or comes right out and suggests that if you don't agree with them on policy, well, then you're not a Christian. You're a sexist. You're a bigot. You're a racist. But the moment someone actually stands up and says, wait a second, no, I'm not going to accept that. If you want to debate me on the merits of our particular policies, I am happy to have that discussion. But the- And that's the way to act. That, by the way, was a Virginia House delegate, GOP, Nick Freitas. That's the way you combat this stupidity, because the reality is not only are we wallowing in their socialist quagmire and failure, these arrogant, fraudulent, corrupt dogs just keep pressing us rather than wanting to debate the actual policies, which, by the way, we're right on those as well. So there's no stop taking a back seat. Stop accepting their premise. Because you prefer Americanism to Marxism, you're not a racist. You're not a sexist. And the sexist thing is perplexing to me. It really is. Because no decent man would ever want another man to compete against a woman and pretend that she was anything other than a cheat and a fraud. It's time to stop taking the narrative. It's bad enough. i got to listen to stewardesses and busboys and waitresses. Tell me how to act. Shut your mouth and do your job. And there's a good tip in it if you do that. Otherwise, I'm done taking advice from these Democrat losers and frauds. Sal Willowbrook. Hey, right on, boy. I'll tell you, I, when I'm stuck in my car, you keep me laughing because I feel like I'm talking to a guy from the neighborhood. But um, you are. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> you, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, hey, exactly. long time ago, I was in school, and there was a bully. And this, I mean, I was like, maybe three feet seven at the, at the most, fourth, fifth grade. And this kid consistently called me all kinds of names. And finally, we're in line. And yeah. I just, I looked like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. I, <laughs> he was about five foot two. I jumped up in the air, jaw jacked this kid, knocked him out cold. And uh, that was the end of it. And my parents, my mother had to go to school for me from kindergarten to sure. senior year. But it was a good reason then. Well, my mother was, was knocked out cold. My mother was a bit of a comedian, Sal. She sent me to school in Melrose Park, not, al- not only with the name Sean. You never, there was no such thing as Sean who. I went to school in Melrose Park in fifth grade. She put blue pants on oh. me, leisure pants, with white shoes. I mean, the only thing oh, she dude, didn't I do was staple a sign to my back that said, kick me. So you got to get tough yeah. and figure it out. And the way you figure it out is you never back down. Never. Because when Ever. you do, Ever. you're their property. And I'm sick and tired yeah. of being the property of these corrupt frauds. These corrupt lobbyists who've not only destroyed my country and bastardized my government, but have the audacity to think they're still in charge in the, in the reality yeah, of their own failure. Stop, John. Thank you, they Sal. Don't... They'll stop when you do what you did. They'll stop when you stand up and say, hey, before you worry about my masks, why don't you address to me? How is it that 40%, over 40% of the people that died last week in Chicago were fully vaccinated? Yet you're still insisting I put that experiment in my kids. Shut your mouth, Democrat. 312-642-5600.
560, the answer. You know, I must have uh, I must have showed nine properties, maybe eleven today. And I watch a lot of news. In between, I'm always watching news. I still am astonished after I uh, found last week Pfizer that built the R&D facility in Wuhan, China. You know, the article can be found at PharmaTimes.com, and it announced on uh, the 25th of November this big expansion of a R&D center in Wuhan. Pharma says they hope to employ up to 200 Chinese scientists along with their own, you know, for R&D. I can't find that, though, anywhere else. I don't. I, I didn't see it on any news report. Probably has nothing to do with the Fauci flu. Barry, thanks for calling. Hi, Barry. Hi, Sean. Uh, I appreciate being on the show. I got one question. What difference is between Doc? What happened? Did Barry? Barry, the NSA, they, they got NSA'd. Sorry, Barry, it wasn't me. Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean, I love the description of the uh, blue pants and the white shoes. I might yeah. have seen you with that on. She was a real comedian. Day, but, yeah. <laughs> but having a name like Kira Mezensev in Humble Park in the 60s, every head turned when they <laughs> heard the teacher say my name. But you know, you know, my, mother, you know what my mother did to me, too, Kara? I would, she, would take me to a pool, she would take me to a pool. All right? Now, it would just me, me and her. So we go to a pool, you used to have to go through the locker room and shower, you know, before. Remember how it used to be. The kids, this group of kids took my stuff out of the locker. So I come out, I got, I got nothing. I got the towel. And I got my shorts. I, so I go out, my mother's like, what happened? I said, these guys took my thing. Sure enough, there's three guys there. And they're all older than me. I'm only like in sixth, maybe seventh grade. They're all like freshmen. And my, I, I, my mother goes over there. She goes, wait a minute, you guys want to pick on them? You want to fight? He'll fight you all one at a time. I said, what are, you, what are you, out of your mind? They're all three freshmen. He'll fight you one at a time. She made me fight. The, I only had to fight two of them. But this is what she did to me. But she sh- showed me a very important lesson. You never back down. And it's funny. Once you punch him in the face, that size difference doesn't make a damn bit of difference. But go ahead. That's all right, Sean. I get it. I understand that with a name like that, I had to uh, have a few fights myself. But I wanted to say that um, I'm supporting, like, Southwest Airlines because they have no restrictions for people unvaccinated and i so i'm buying stock in in uh, southwest i just got pure talk instead of t-mobile but uh-huh. i did get kicked out oh shoot i got kicked out of my room um because i'm not vaccinated so they Good. they told me to go get my own hotel room with yeah. my crowd of people so, oh, go wow. to airbnb go to airbnb and if they don't like it there's find another way thank you listen barry i'm sorry we got cut off i will take you later in the show rob that goes for you too but unfortunately, we're getting to the end of the hour. I have a guest. You're going to love it, though. Stay tuned and call back. We'll take you all after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. Freedom of speech. It needs to be silenced as tyranny destroys the country built on liberty. After all, they can't deal with the fact that uh, they're wrong and the facts presented 
daily on every one of their political Marxist schemes. So here um, on the Sean Thompson Show, we had a Chicago Mafia member, Democrat, that was reporting us to YouTube. So I was getting taken off constantly. Then they went through the old videos. Then they took me off for two weeks. I don't really give a rip about YouTube. I don't give a rip. And in fact, I like the idea that I now own SeanThompsonShow.com, and we're going to build that site out, and I'll be streaming there. That's the way you beat them. You don't give in. You don't whine. They built the business. We got used to it, and we got lazy. That really kind of sums up so much of our problems. I wanted to bring on the co-founder and chief marketing officer for Agency Partner Inter Interactive, Adam Rizzieri, to discuss. Adam, how are you, my friend? Hey, Sean. Great to be with you again. Doing well. Nice to be with you. I just got my YouTube, my own, you know, we, my station back. We went ahead to go on the on the uh, the stations, and then you got to worry you're going to get everybody taken down. So this is really an effective way to silence those people who don't want to buy collectivism, who don't want to buy the Democrat mafia spin on their corruption and on their failure. They have managed to usurp some of the largest and existing social media outlets out there. But there is always opportunity, is there not, Adam? There's always opportunity. It's America. <laughs> there, there really is. And it is it, I, I like the way you put it, though, Sean. I mean, this really is kind of like the mob trying to come in and, and shut down those who are opposing, in this case, their views. But it's, it's so interesting that they're shutting down people who are opposing really just the opposite of the truth, people that are opposing the, the literal facts of science in some cases. And, you know, we just saw Dan Bongino get shut down. We've seen Dr. Robert Malone, one of the, the easily most identifiable authorities on the topic of mRNA vaccines and, and research, the man with the uh, patent. Shut down the man with the patent on it. I mean, that, that, that exactly to me is what's right. astonishing. It's astonishing. This is the man with the patent. <laughs> this is a man who, who came out a year ago, a year ago, and said, I don't like what I'm seeing. Now, Illinois has a, a stat that they don't want you to know. 40%, over 40% of the people that died last week were considered fully vaccinated. If you ever even mention the fact that this is nothing but an experiment, and by the way, it's not doing really well, or if you put any rebuttal to the obvious failure of this, of this process that they have utilized the, the pandemic as a weapon to take away our freedoms, our businesses, and forever change the course of our lives, or just the, the statistic of 50% increase among teen suicides. These are things that get you taken off. I read an article. On the Drudge Report, I, I clicked on the link, I read it. That was the excuse they, they did for suspending me for two weeks. I'm, I'm on now, at least I think, uh, and I'm sure what I just said will result in a, in a full ban. You yourself have been banned. Is that not true? That's exactly true, yeah. And, and I'm still trying to understand here because I think it was not even a year ago President Biden said that, you know, if we got vaccinated, it was, I think, January 20th, right? He said basically if we got vaccinated, we wouldn't get COVID, but, but that's just not the case. And then they blamed the unvaccinated, and that was the that was when I, you know that's the <laughs> exactly. unadmi that's the absolute admission that they're frauds, because there isn't another vaccine that you have to worry about that, and this is obviously something that they don't want. And now it's to the point where when you put up a rebuttal against their schemes, their build back better, the rest of it, you're silenced. In fact, there's an, an article today that uh, one of the Obama apparatchiks called Kristen Cinema to see you next Tuesday. Because she didn't want to destroy the filibuster. I mean, this this is now in America. It's starting to feel a lot like Europe in the 30s. And I think I've had enough of it. Are there enough people like you who have the technology, who are in this industry, 
built on freedom of all things. The internet was the wild west. Yet you're the they're the ones that are enforcing the dictates of a collectivist Fourth Reich. And are there enough rich people that were rich and still appreciate freedom and liberty and capitalism, or have they just sold out to Google and now we're all in the uh, Pritzker position? A lot of them have sold out, and that includes some of the biggest companies in our in our world here that are American companies, right? They don't have loyalties to the United States of America. They have loyalties to themselves, to the bottom line, to their shareholders. And frankly, if that means that they can make more money by doing business with China and like Google, enabling China to advance its own AI capabilities, well, they'll do that without even apologizing. And, and at the end of the day, they'll count their money and, and do what they have to do, lobbying, to maintain their positions of power. We, we I, just saw some of the reports coming out about what big tech was spending on lobbying last year alone. And, I mean, tens of millions of dollars spent trying to influence what our politicians are going to do from a lawmaking perspective. Uh, it, it, it's insane. And a lot of the, the biggest spending we saw come from Facebook in this past year. And, you know, it's, you, you think about, you know, well, can big tech really shut down enough of us to the point where we start to say, you know, enough is enough. Well, there's two billion people on, on YouTube specifically and, I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're, they're going to end up finding themselves just banning, I, I don't know, a billion of them or so, and they're just going to all go to Rumble. And, and Rumble is a place so far, it's, it's grown really fast. There's like 30 million users on it right now per month, um, which, is, which is incredible growth. And so, Sean, I think we're going to start to see this parallel tech universe sort of pop up. Good. And you're going to have a, a left tech and you're going to have a right tech. Uh, at the end of the day, I hope it's all American. I had such appreciation when the internet boom started to take off. I really, really did. And I love the fact that they were guys, for the most part, who may not have been very political, but they had a suspicion and a disdain for a corrupt government around the world. They were not the kind of communist sympathizers we have now that run Facebook, that run Amazon, that run Google. They were guys that were, for the most part, patriotic. I remember watching years and years ago Steve Jobs who sounded more like a founding father than he did a fascist. Yet here his company is with its largest quarter ever, $34.6 billion, run probably completely opposed to his ideology as they now collaborate with communist China and have worked to leverage China's power in our country. Is there, in your opinion, some of those guys who are still left, the, the guy, the fat guy with the beard that helped them, his name escapes him, Wozniak. Are there still some guys Wozniak, and billionaires? Yeah, we can, I, you know, I, 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 last time we talked, I told you how I was starting to get a fondness for Elon Musk. And then he goes yeah. and he opens up another plant in China. So, you know, are there enough guys left with money that can kind of put a movement against what is clearly a kleptocracy, if I'm kind, and really just oligarch? communist front groups now well you know when you think about it and, and kind of pointing to those, those that older generation of tech founders who you know really did like i mean think about google's start right you had uh sergey brin who that guy literally his his family came over here from soviet union right from the the commies in russia and he he started a company with the tagline of do no evil and i, I can only imagine how he feels now from his yacht, <laughs> looking yeah. at what Google sort of become and, and what they enabled. Um, but he's a guy who literally his family dealt with the oppression of, of communism. And, and so I think about that, but then I look over at guys like Elon Musk and, you know, one day we love him and the next day we hate him. But at the yeah. end of the day, he is an entrepreneur and he's got to look out for his business. But I, I like how he's willing to kind of put his, his middle finger up in the air, especially, you know, to those like Elizabeth Warren. We see that on Twitter all the time. 
Um, But when it comes to, you know, is there someone with enough dollars to actually make things change? Well, you know what? The the American people want to see change. And if we all put our dollars together, we can do something pretty powerful. And I think that's what we're going to see through Truth Social once that launches on February 21st. That is, obviously, it's it's a new tech platform that's being led by Devin Nunez, the Devin Nunez, right, from from Congress. Now he's the CEO of Truth Social. And when, when he's working for, obviously, President Trump's new social platform, It'll be really interesting to see what happens there. But because of the collective buy-in from so many people around the United States and so many people who are excited about another option, you know, you're looking at a company that hasn't even started really operating or at least allowing users onto their platform, and it's already worth more than $3 billion. Like, that's incredible. And the reality is, Adam, although it's, it's expensive to duplicate a YouTube, they don't own the patent on anything. And that software can be duplicated, a better streaming a venue can be created. It can be done at every at every level. Even the evil Facebook, run by the ugliest tech billionaire in history, and I'm not just talking about the wife. He's building <laughs> oh, a he's, yes, that's true. He's building a supercomputer. He early on had face recognition and ways to identify people that was at the time cutting edge and still really is. What do you think the supercomputer is going to do? Yeah, you think about the supercomputer and, you know, Facebook changing its name to Meta to sort of, I guess, call out the future of of what computing can do and what the the future of the online experience will be. And you think about this this technology that can literally predict what we do before we do it, this technology that can track our behavior, this technology that can predict what we want before we even know we want it. Really, really powerful stuff. And, you know, it's already being tested in, in, in different use cases, right? And so... You know, what can the future of that turn into? I mean, I think about the old Tom Cruise movie, uh, Minority Report, I think, where uh-huh. you were literally judged and sentenced before you even did whatever it might have been that you were about to do. And, you know, um, that's I'm thinking of myself. Reality. I'm thinking of myself. <laughs> I come out here every day and I talk about the beauty of the Enlightenment and the appreciation of Americanism, which under a collective government is actually considered to be a violation or. an anarchist move the reality is my phone is recording me as i do the show not that you can't find it anywhere you can but you have the department of justice which is run by a chicago gangster somebody named merrick garland who is more interested in using the fbi to intimidate intimidate parents who don't want racism taught to their kids from a very early age among other sexual deviant natures so now the government is mounted up against me (laughs) so when this metaverse thing comes on what are the odds that you and I aren't meeting in one of those uh, Guantanamo Bay kind of friendly NSA things? Well, that's, that's kind of what it would be, right? We would literally be in our own little metaverse Guantanamo Bay. Like, we would be in this little bubble that is basically shielded from, from everybody else. I mean, Sean, you, you're, you're, a, you're a host. You're an on-air personality. You have a big following of people that want to hear what you have to say. And in the future, right, it's, it's big tech literally saying, you know what, I don't think Sean's listeners really want to hear, hear Sean and, and listen to what he has to talk about. We're just going to deny them access to Sean's show. And that's just ridiculous. But that's the future of what it could be. Um, you know, you think about the, the, the ruling elite right now. I mean, there's this, fam- this, this class of people that try to preach equity, right? And, and, and in reality, they're doing the opposite of what Martin Luther King was trying to teach us all. They're, they're, they're literally going to select a Supreme Court justice based on race, not on merit. I hope to God that at the end of the day, the person that they select is, is truly the best person for the job, oh, irrespective yeah. of what color they come from, they, 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 they are or what their beliefs are. You know, they just, just choose the best person for the job. Thank God it's not Merrick Garland. 
Um, yes. But, you know, the future is kind of a scary one when you put it in that context. And when you look to what China's doing now to to movies, right? Like, they're even changing the ending of movies like The Fight Club because they don't want people to realize that they can actually rebel against the, the communist tyranny. Uh, the, the TV show Dallas is credited for bringing down uh, Ceausescu in Romania. The people saw that there was a different way of living through watching J.R. Ewing and, and, and the, the cast of Dallas. And shortly after that, Ceausescu was overthrown and, and their, their leadership changed. And so now China's literally changing the ending of a lot of movies that we all watched in the 90s. And, and the future is that, right? It's, it's a future where the government gets to alter the endings and, and very simply choose the best ending for them. And that's just, I, not, it's just not good for anybody. I just recently learned, and I met somebody from Canada. I, 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 I'm down in Florida right now. I met somebody from Canada who fled, had an opportunity, a window, and fled Canada. I didn't realize how the lengths the Canadian government goes to to redact information, okay. control information to the Canadian people. It, you know, you think it's like America light. The reality is it's right. fascist strong. And they were already controlling the Internet of Canadians. Once, I mean, the, re, the, the scary reality is they could flip a switch and change things overnight if they really wanted to, just like China, and control the access to searches to websites i mean this is something that i think the american people have a certain arrogance and ignorance to that we think it's always going to be this way and we're going to get our our chance to challenge it in court when the reality is around the world governments are redacting information on the internet and controlling access to different sites is that not true well that's exactly true and that's exactly right we, we we've, we've literally sat and watched as jim saki admits to almost weekly and daily collaboration with the big tech elite to decide what's worth sharing with the public and what should be kept from the public. That's crazy. When you have the government working with the biggest outlets of information in our world to say, listen, this is fact and this is not fact. But then months later, you come to find out that what the government told the big tech platforms to share online is actually either disproved or, or there's been some sort of information that leaks out that basically discredits what the government's position is. That's a big problem. But that's kind of what we've seen really kind of take, take hold these past few years was this combination of the social media giants and the big media outlets as well. I'm talking about Cough Cough, MSNBC, and, mm-hmm. and CNN in particular, but they, they all kind of share the same messages, the same regurgitation of information that's already been scrubbed by basically someone who, who crafts a narrative that we all know to be not true. And it's the only problem, place you could lie. It's the only place you could lie without consequence. In fact, you you get rewarded. So listen, I want you to tell okay. these guys because I was so proud of them walking around in Venice Beach in their shorts and their stained T-shirts, not giving a rip, all making billions of dollars. I was proud of them. It's time you go back to them who sold all their companies to Google and the rest of it, and say, guys, you do realize what's happening is our worst fears. Come on, if anybody can do it, it's Adam Rizzieri. After all, you started the agency Partner Interactive, and I got your back. You let me know. If you can save us, because I need a kid like you to do it. I'm getting old, but I could still, you know, do push-ups and yell in a microphone. All right? I'm going I'm to do my best, but it's a team effort, Sean, and I know you're on the winning team. Thank you very much, Adam Rizzieri. I so appreciate it. You know I love when you come on. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. Bureau of Land Management has no leadership and will not tell anybody who controls the over $60 million in bankroll. Oh, no, not Bureau of Land Management. Oh, the other BLM. Oh, the ones with the trained Marxists. Boy, that's a scam that I can't get enough of. 
I'd like to know the total money misappropriated by Bureau of Land Management, also known as BLM. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Boy, there's a lot of money in that Marxism, only if you're here in America. Barry, he's back. Thanks for holding, Barry. I'm sorry I lost you. Hi, Sean. It's a great honor speaking with you. I just want to know one thing. I don't find any difference between Dr. Joseph Mengele and Dr. Fauci. What do you think? I think the puppies that had their face chewed off after their tongues were removed would probably agree with you. However, I will say Mengele is a little worse and a little better dressed. He experimented on human beings, and he wore Hugo Boss. So that's where I'll, I'll draw the line right there. But I do well, understand aren't they doing the correlation. The yeah, yeah. Aren't they doing the same thing with these vaccines, experimenting? Well, if, I, if I stretch it out and I and I go to the vaccines, and yes, it is an absolute experiment. And I'll tell you another thing. Um, they also squash any rebuttal and any information leading to side effects. Although Absolutely. you know, you, gotta, you know, Mangala had a little stronger hold. And uh, I will say, the Hugo Boss suit with the big lapels, double stitched, it, it was an outfit. Thank you very much, Barry. I appreciate the call. And um, I think the connection, though, is something I've made for a while. I call this the Fourth Reich. At every instance, they take the, the, the real policies of collectivism, of forced collectivism, the redaction of not just the truth, but any rebuttal to it. The greatest fear is the truth when you're dealing with a liar. 312 642-5600. I went long with Adam. I promise when I get back, I'll take all of your calls. We'll be back after this. AM560, The Answer. I don't know, Keith. You were knocking it out of the park yesterday. I think you're jealous of the chicken and waffle dinner I had, and now you're taking it out on the music. It's not good. Rob Hampshire. Hey, Sean. How are you? How are you? Good, good. Hey, I'm just traveling. I've been on the road all week and traveling across Illinois. I have one comment and then one question. My comment is I'm amazed at the depth and breadth of Illinois, the number of people you see as you stop along the way that are clearly blue-collar conservatives. And it's all driven. It's all controlled and managed by the rectum of Cook County. That's what we call Cook County and the sphincter that we call Chicago. It just blows my mind to see Isn't that redundant? controlled by... You know, I've got to go get a colonoscopy. Yeah, I so. so I think it's redundant. I, think I, so. know, I told I told my I wife, so. if I enjoy it, maybe I can qualify for one of the Biden bureaucracy heads. You never know. They might find a couple earrings well, in there. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it, Rob. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it is. What was the other thing you wanted? You, the, you, what was the question? You well, had? I was going to... Earlier in your show, you were talking about the immigrants and illegal immigration and people coming across the border. And I'm, I wanted to just get your opinion. The, why aren't there? We need these workers. This country needs workers. I own oh. a manufacturing business, and we're constantly looking for workers. Why can't they sort out the criminals from the non-criminals? You could. Give them some, and I you don't could. even want to say path to citizenship. Something. No, but listen, I'm something for that, that allows Rob. them to do this. California did Go this ahead. in the 70s. They, they gave them visas. You could easily do this. But you have to enforce the border, or you cannot. And you have to recognize the problem. The problem is it's easy. It's very easy to hide, and it's very easy to, to, to disappear when no one knows you're here. 
You know, it's funny, the anonymity that American citizens are supposed to enjoy is really only enjoyed by the illegal aliens. They're completely anonymous. And the problem is that the government would rather have them out there in hopes that they, and by the government I mean Democrats, in hopes that they would illegally vote or go on their welfare rolls so they could add more welfare or on the census so they could lie and get more representation, more welfare. See, the Democrats don't look at illegal aliens as the danger. They look at them as their future base and their cohorts. The problem is they're not interested in helping the people you're talking about because those people who come here to work, those people who fled socialism, who fled Marxism, they're not Democrats. So they're willing to let them go by the wayside and suffer well, in the hopes of just rewarding their cohorts. That's the problem you have. That's why they don't want to fix it. After all, they could fix it. They're in charge of everything. You're in charge of everything. You could fix anything you want. You could have any policy you want, except for, you know, the Build Back Better where you're adding, what, $6 trillion to the debt you keep telling people it's paid for. You know, that BS. But if you came up with an idea, Republicans are looking for good citizens. We need them because what we know is there's too many socialists, there's too many Marxists, there's too many Democrats here. So we need people that fled those policies of failure. We need them. And I'll tell you what, I've always thought that those are the best Americans. You've heard me say this. The best Americans are the new ones that fled the former Soviet Union, that fled Cuba, except for Mayorkas' family, that fled totalitarian hellholes, that run in the same corrupt fashion Cook County, city of Chicago, and Illinois now runs in. And you never, ever, never, never underestimate the ability to fraud those people who are sick and tired of it. Illinois has a Republican candidate. He's never been a Republican. He's a fraud. He was the mayor of Aurora. And aside from that, he's just an all-around scumbag. By the way, Misty, we had Gary Rabine on. So let's offer equal time to the two scumbags, the scumbag from Aurora and the Mitt Romney light Jesse Sullivan. I'd love to, I'd love to discuss the policies with these two morons. But I want you to listen to the commercial from who I think is by far the most obvious stalking horse, the most obvious Democrat plant. And I can't believe the amount of Republicans and people who are not in the mafia that gave this idiot money already. A riotous mob. The police outnumbered, but backed up by their mayor. Richard Irvin called in the guard. Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin firing his first salvo in the governor's race with his first TV commercial eight days after joining the race. We will not put up with this BS and foolishness. Another Republican, venture capitalist Jesse Sullivan, also hammering the law and order theme. Pritzker's leftist agenda is literally killing us, turning parts of Illinois into a war zone. There's a lot of polling out there that shows that crime is a number one issue in the state, both from among Republicans and Democrats. And the first question to a Republican should be, well, what about not just the crime? What about the crime that's committed by illegal aliens that come here because you're already a sanctuary state? What's the plan, Stan? So they're hitting on a bread and butter issue that really matters to voters. Irvin also reporting his first campaign donations, totaling more than $1.2 million, including big bucks from some well-known Republican donors, notably $250,000 from billionaire real estate investor Sam Zell. Now that's funny. That is funny. You gave the mayor of Aurora, because Aurora's really done some wonderful things. In fact, real estate prices are booming. Wonderful things. They have some wonderful policies. And this buffoon who's been a Democrat for what? Up until he got a better job offer? 
So Sam Zell, who's long real estate and has to bribe wannabe gangsters to lower his taxes, and he's all fine with that, he gives money to this most obvious fraud. It's really quite disgusting. And another quarter of a million from Craig Dushiswa of Arlington Park fame. What stands out is the money is not coming. So Now that I get. I liked the Duchess Wasori. This is obviously an error. I get that because what he's what he's learned, what he's he doesn't have the, the backbone his father had. His father didn't like paying off gangsters. The son probably just wants to pay off the gangsters and have the unfettered gambling or whatever the hell they're gonna do with that property. It's a shame how used to the corruption, how used to the lies, how used to the fraud so many people who don't claim to be Democrats are willing to put up with and even worse, finance far from ken griffin griffin illinois richest billionaire has pledged he is all in to support a republican candidate to defeat jb pritzker i'm sure that griffin will get in but i'm also thinking guessing that griffin wants to see other republican donors and other republican stalwarts in the party step up pritzker. now see this is all a run for ken griffin's money now i don't know ken griffin but i know a story about ken griffin and i, I i'm going to tell you right now i like him i don't know him I've got some questions about his front-running that pretends to be arbitrage, but I do think it's he's the kind of person that could put up a fight and really put a dent into the Madigan mafia that's destroyed a great state, great city. He could. Should he is the other question. Now, if these kind of frauds put together groups that strictly go after his money, then my answer is unequivocally no. Because if you're going to put money against a mafia, you don't do it by building a dumber one which is what this idiot from Aurora and the fraud venture capitalist, that's what they represent. So pick somebody. Pick somebody who's, who deserves it. Pick somebody who stood up against it. Or take your money and get the hell out of there. I'm all for that too. Otherwise, you take the abuse and you have no chance and you're at their whim. You know, like the one you are now with the fat slob who the FBI had on tape with the corrupt Rod Blagojevich. I don't know how many hours they were on tape cutting deals. What did the people of Illinois do? They elected him. And I got news for you. In my opinion, I think he's got a strong chance of winning. His campaign declined to comment on Irvin's ad, but the Democratic... Of course, he can, he can write a check from Grandpa Abe's fortune for $95 million anytime he wants. Whatever happened to Al Capone's money? Party of Illinois said Irvin's claim of calling out the National Guard was a bit misleading because it was Governor Pritzker who actually authorized the request. Irvin's refusal to take questions from reporters for eight days since launching his campaign while relying on video and a TV ad for messaging is something political observers call unusual and something Pritzker has repeatedly criticized. He can't answer questions because he's a fraud. He can't have a debate because he's a fraud. He's going to give you those same BS talking points that the standard Republican spews out when he's on camera and then checks his lobbying firm to see how they're doing. Unfortunately, as far as I can see, there's two decent candidates. I picked mine. I'd like to know if you picked yours. 312-642-5600. I'm curious. Do you think that if Gary Rabine or Darren Bailey won, that they could put a, a fight against this mafia? Or is the mafia too ingrained? And is Illinois just on the trajectory of bankruptcy because they've tolerated the corruption for 100 years? It's, it's really a good question. And by the way, I saw Jesse Sullivan campaigning in a Carthart jacket in the way Bruce Rounier did. Only this guy's got the black one, Carthart jacket. Here's a, here's a little tip. If you've never worked a day in your life, 
don't put on a Carhartt jacket. Can you just do us all a favor? And if you're going to mirror Bruce Rauner, start off with saying the first thing that stupid son of a gun did when he lost is leave. Because he didn't accomplish anything. He didn't change anything. He just held off the failure that was inevitable. Because we have become a Democrat mafia hellhole. And a punchline of the country. And that's saying something. When you got New York, New Jersey as your competitors. Not to mention California. But at least they have scenic uh, aspects to it. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM560. The answer. Are you hitting me with foot loose, Keith? Foot loose? Damn it. I'm not foot loose. It was uh, on August 2nd, 2021. In between meals, Fatso signed HB 121 into law, expanding protections for illegal aliens and refugees, further establishing Illinois as the most welcoming state in the nation. What he means is that there are no immigration laws that are practiced um, when it comes to Illinois, to strengthen and, uh, and, and trust for millions and millions of Chicagoans living in fear. Governor Pritzker also signed an executive order creating, creating the welcoming office to report to the office for the governor and the secretary of the Department of Human Services so that you can have a more equitable climate for immigrants, regardless of their immigration status. Throughout my governorship, I've directed my administration to adopt policies that make Illinois a welcoming state for immigrants from all around the world. Today's action bill the governor. During the pandemic, the administration also offered a wealth relief aimed at all Illinois families, regardless of their immigration status. That's welfare to illegals, for those of you who are challenged when it comes to tyranny. Here's the good news. The next governor could hypothetically remove it with the same totalitarian action of just signing something. Because Illinoisans didn't vote for this. You just voted for the slob that did it. This isn't because of the will of the Illinoisans that wanted this. I uh, find it hard to believe that there are people out there that do not understand the dangers that come with unfettered, illegal, cartel movement that has already destroyed so many neighborhoods in the city of Chicago, pick a county, and the state of Illinois for that matter. Yes, even Aurora. So has anybody asked this fraud who's pretending to be an opposition to the Democrat mafia, even though he was once a party member, what his plan is for the illegal aliens? I mean, after he can wean them off welfare. Is anybody interested in that? I, I wonder... Lisa Palatine. Hi, Sean. Hi. Hi. I have a question. Is it true that um, Darren Bailey's, no, wait, uh, yeah, Darren Bailey's campaign manager was the campaign manager for Joe Walsh? I have no idea. I haven't spoken to Joe Walsh since I identified him as what he is, an Irish gypsy fraud. So we can't ask him anymore. I heard that from his own people. Uh-huh. That it that it, that makes me kind of not feel good about that. No, I listen. I couldn't agree with you more. And I I had a had a phone conversation with uh, Gary Rabine, who's a friend of mine, who I disclose as a friend of mine. I liked him from, since the first day I met him. To be aware, as I had heard, there were some of the Republican establishment scum sniffing around. Because Lisa, what people don't want to know, this is a money game. 
they use right. these, these they use a good guy as fodder they use him as 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 a reason to corrupt and get a paycheck and raise money that they fully intend on keeping even when they know they can't necessarily help them so this is the problem with politics and the problem with illinois politics is it's perfected that crime and that waste is perfected so i don't know if it is the same campaign manager but i could find out and we'll discuss it i have i have somebody that can do that here at the show he's not here his name is square toast jim okay so then i did speak with um darren bailey i met him and he told me that Raybines um, was hiring, he, I, I forget, with, um, Bill or Pat Tom. Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was sniffing around Gary Raybine. I don't think that he's on the payroll. I don't think Gary Raybine gave him any money. But that's what Tom Brady is. He's a lobbyist who wants to raise money on the good people fighting the Democrat mafia. And this is after he endorsed Joe Biden. So to me... Tom Brady's a piece of garbage. And I you know, okay. I know I know that yeah. I know that Gary Rabine has never paid Tom Brady. I don't know what the relationship is, but I know he's not on his official roster. That I can say that. Okay. Right? Okay. But here's the other thing. Why is Darren Bailey more interested in who's working for Gary Rabine than who's working for him? That might be a question you want to answer him. Ask him. And then you might want to ask him if he's going to prefer different desserts than JB Pritzker. Thank you very much, Lisa. Appreciate the call. All right, uh, James Taylor, I didn't give it to you, but I do love your music. We will be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so we're going to take your calls because this is big. I think Illinois is beyond having the citizens recognize the problems. I think they got used to it. After all, how else could anybody explain electing Pritzker? Good at absolutely nothing. Steeped in scandal. Steeped in it. On the phone with imprisoned Rod Blagojevich. I understand now he's a hero because he's a Trumplican, but to me he's just Dick Mel's scumbag son-in-law, and always will be. Anybody affiliated with this crime organization called the Democrats, anybody, at any level, I have disdain for. So I think, in my opinion, there's two candidates. Two. And I think everyone else is full of it, and a stalking horse, and a scam artist. All right. Derek, North Aurora. Sean, I just wanted to uh, say it's great listening to you, first of all. I loved my conversation with you the last show of your year, last year, on the way down to Tennessee. Thank you, Derek. And on the Internet, it slips through, so I got to hear you berate these losers that called in (laughs) before you had to retort to them. Thank you, thank you. Beautiful response. Thank you, thank you. Okay, real quick. I'm north of 88. These buses that I'm sure that everyone knows about and everyone has seen, thanks to even Fox News last night, but people that pay attention to stuff, no one's been going on for a while. Aurora, right there. These buses go down 31. I see these buses dropping off families, dropping off people. They're black buses, tour buses. 
dropping off people. Oh, you're talking about Biden's, Biden's illegal uh, immigrants. Biden's lions. Yes, yes. That tells me right there that this scumbag mayor in Aurora is in bed with this completely. He's just as responsible as the Bidens, letting it happen. You can bring them all to my he town. Also, Let them hang out with their family that lives out here. He also was on a clip kind of ridiculing Republican voters. And that was enough for me. That's why I came to the conclusion, Derek. Thank you so much for calling. I truly appreciate it. Lorenzo Logan Square. Hi, Lorenzo. Are you there? Lorenzo. All right. Talk to you later. James Taylor. Love the music. How you doing, Wonderful. How are you? I was told to call. We publish a newspaper, the Illinois News, Kankakee uh-huh. City News. Yes, sir. Uh, we have done a piece on this Aurora mayor uh-huh. who wants to be governor of Illinois. Okay. And we're working very hard to see to it that that doesn't happen. We've been attacked because I'm an African-American. been publishing a newspaper now for since 1972, and we were approached by some of his people who thought that because we're African-Americans, we would just blindly support a guy who really doesn't know what political party he wants to be in. I guess it depends on who's paying the most. James, I have to tell you, doesn't doesn't this climate in America, where people are manipulated by their race, where there are thought of just one party one thought without the individuality that everybody deserves i find it nauseating and sickening and this is to the point of why i don't like him james he was on tape talking about how republicans just wanted to vote for somebody of color i i have never thought like this in my life i cannot believe in the year 2021 how backwards this country has gotten where man is supposed to be looked at for the color of his skin versus who he is i find it sickening and nauseating and I think that a bunch of Americans are being played, and it makes me very angry. As small a voice as we have, we intend to maintain a total agreement that people should be judged based on what they do and not what color they are. And a good example is Biden deciding that the next Supreme Court judge should be a person, a woman, black woman, without regard for anybody else or any competition as to who's the most qualified, which says a lot. But what bothers me, and I'm going to let it go at that, is the young people who are listening to this, it's, it's, who it's, believe, it's awesome. who, who will believe it. You, you know, if you're a young person, 8, 9, 10 years old, what do you think you're hearing? Yeah. And what does that say about how you're going to have a worldview? You're taught how to and think. We've got, you're taught how to be well, a We've got a governor. We've got a governor right now who seems to think it's all right. We did a piece on some kids in Chicago, and they were actually mapping out, these were grade schoolers, trying to map out the safest way to go to school, trying to avoid the gangs and the gunfire. Now, you don't hear this man talk about violence. Pritzker doesn't talk about it, but yet he moves around just as though he cares about the people of Illinois. And you've got African-Americans, because they are Democrats, pushing this fool. Excuse me, pushing this man. No, I'll stick with the first one. Um, I'm just saying, you know, as a person who has lived through the civil rights movement, through all of this, I still say America is the best country in the world. My county of Kankakee 
I think is the best county in the state of Illinois. James, what's the name of your paper? I want to check it out. Can you give me the name of your paper again? Uh, We've got several. One is the Kankakee City News, which is in Kankakee County. The Illinois News, which circulates as best we can statewide from Cairo to Chicago and moving north of Chicago and South Suburban News. You know, and our main goal is to say it's another way to think. It's another way to look at the world, and it's not based on color. It's based on human beings and what they can produce and how loyal they are to the Constitution of the United States. That's all we got to do is be conscious of the preamble in the Constitution and live by it, all people. You know, uh, I look at Biden right now. He's fighting about, he's concerned about sending our troops to fight somewhere. But yet the southern border of this country is wide open. If you think I'm kidding, we got a paper we print in Dallas, Texas called El Sol. It's a Spanish-language newspaper. That border is wide open. I I was told this morning from one of our reporters that two or three policemen have been shot in in, uh, Houston, I think, today. One was shot and killed the other day. I played the clip, yeah. They had to go to Mexico to get the killer. I played the clip earlier. When in the will show. these people wake up? When will this country wake up? James, I cannot tell you how much I love the call. I'm going to ask you a favor. I want you to stay on the line, yeah. and I want Bunny to get your number. All right? You made my day. Thank right. you for calling. It's wonderful right, to see you. that uh, people are not to be taken for granted. We are individuals. We are Americans. We've allowed the Marxist mafia, the Democrat scum, to separate us on accusation and arrogance. And they're wrong. They're wrong about everything. Stop letting them make idiots out of us. Uh, Marte, Naperville. Hey, Sean. The last guy you were talking to is point on, right on, and everything. By the way, I'm heading down to the land of the free, the 845 flight to Tampa. I'll be sleeping tonight in Spring Hill for the weekend. Yeah, well, it's a whole it, different ball game down there. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I got, I, don't get too there. excited. I got an old man that'll be r- ruining property values right there. So thank you and enjoy yourself. That's good luck. That's what I heard. Yes, good luck. <laughs> thank you very much, Marty. <laughs> yes, yes. Lorenzo, Logan Square. How are you? The gentleman uh, that you just spoke to two, two calls ago, that's James Taylor Sr. He's a rock star, uh, African American journalist. He's an yes. amazing man. He's a true Republican, true conservative, true American like you, a real patriot. Thank you. Sean, I never uh, thought I would agree with a Melrose Park man, but I, I almost agree with quite a bit that you, you, you're saying, but you're a typical Melrose Park guy. you got a guy, and that's uh-huh. the problem why Illinois is what it is. Everybody's got a guy, but Lorenzo. what you need is the right person. I made my bones when I was a kid. I've always been this way. You could ask guys that know me for 45 years. I've always been this way. But you're right, and I reject that scam, and I always called it out. And the thing, Lorenzo, is I I didn't get one of those cushy pensions, but I had a wonderful, I have a wonderful, wonderful life, and I did it my way, and I did it in spite of trying to be lured into this BS, this corruption that is a cancer that destroys everywhere it's implemented. But it offers cushy jobs to the loyalists and to the people Mm -hmm. they think can help it. It's a lure, 
of corruption. Yes. And that's what must be rejected, Lorenzo. So see, we agree. Yeah, it has to. But what we need to do is uh, unite behind one candidate. And the only way we're going to save Illinois is with a grassroots candidate, not not a pay-to-play candidate. No, and that's why and I, I pick believe- a guy. Listen to this. Gary Rabine, although successful, is not a trust fund baby. He cannot write himself a check for $90 million the way this fat slob Pritzker can. He's putting up his money. It's hard-earned money. I think it's a mistake. I've given him this counsel. I told him I think that it's just too corrupted and the people are used to it. He's going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I respect that immensely. I respect it immensely. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a crooked bone in his body. All he can do, you'll know it the minute you look at him. He's done nothing but tell the truth. He's never been in politics. Never. He just wants to fix things and make it better for everybody. Everybody. And you know how he's gonna do it? He wants to implement the principles of Americanism. He's not running on some mm-hmm. scam. Darren Bailey, I like him, but I I, I, I don't know, I don't have that feeling about him. That's just me. And you know, here's the thing I don't yeah. do radio like normal people. I do it my way. Right. Right. That's why when I when I'm going to talk about this Irving, I'm going to point out the fact of what he said in a, in a tape where he insulted Republicans and said they just want to vote for somebody that's black. That makes me nauseous for the black, mm. honest men out there, for the people who don't want to be judged by that, but by their character, like James Taylor. I just right. got off the phone with. That's a man, whether he's yellow, green, yeah, whether he's green, yellow, red or white. That's a man. That's how you judge him. I'm so sick and tired of this BS being indicted by scum. I will not tolerate it anymore. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. AM560. The answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 on AM560. The answer. This is an interesting call. I don't want to get her in trouble, so I'm not going to say her real name. I'm going to call her Liza. And I don't mean Steve Mnuchin, who looks like Liza Minnelli. I mean Liza, but she is calling from St. Charles. Hi, Liza. Hello. Hi. I, 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 I used a different name on purpose, so don't use your real name. Go ahead. I caught that. Thank you. Hi. No, I was just, I'm in the property management business, and I happen to live in St. Charles. And... It's just interesting to see that they're cycling people in um, to my building because it was a constant apartment that was vacant. And so people will come in for 30 days at a time in Chicago Suite, which is a corporate situation. Um, van was parked outside. So they prep the apartment. They bring the people in. They don't even have to vet them. And um, on the mailboxes, I'm noticing, too, that um, typically when you have, like, a different setup, like a corporate apartment, it's going to be labeled differently. So, yeah, they're bringing them in, and we had piles and piles. We're talking probably three, four apartments out by our trash compactor that was just removed yesterday that has been sitting there for two months of furniture. So these people are being evicted. Really? And it's just interesting. I'm wondering. And so a corporate lease is tonight. Yeah, let me understand this, because a corporate lease is being used to secure the the housing, and then people mm-hmm. are being put in there at 30-day increments and being removed, but you have no way to decipher who they are because the lease is in the name of the corporation. So in essence, the corporation could be set up, and then occupants could be non-legal citizens, hypothetically. Exactly. They're not... They're not vetting them out. Where I work, we vet them out. We actually do Freedom of Information Act on our tenants. 
because then that well, way, if the police doesn't know about them, they know about them now. Lindsay, do you know why I left Illinois? Now, it wasn't just for one specific reason, but a catalyst reason was, as a landlord, you lost your right over your property early on yep. in the Pritzker administration. It was something that had been in the works um, under Pat Quinn's administration, where they made it illegal to ask for felony records or for arrest records of potential tenants. Then they made it illegal to deny Section 8 housing. Then they, you know, to me, yep. you took away my property rights. Now you could have it. I'm gone. Good luck. And that's exactly what they're doing. And this is something I heard about a year ago. And it was groups and people that were affiliated with the Barack Obama administration that were organizing and getting federal grants to secure housing and then moving forward their agenda by putting people who were both felons and other people who couldn't get apartments and they were hidden under the guise of corporate leases. So this is what you're saying you've seen, yes. correct? Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's horrifying and I... You know, we have to work very closely um, with the police department. You know, the landlords really have to, you know, hold yeah. the forefront. And, you know, anyone that's a landlord, listen, you know, that's the only way you're going to you have to work with the police. And you have to vet these people out because once they get in, there's yeah. nothing you can do. Well, and Jolene. The state's not going to help you. Well, Jolene slash Nicole, I've called you four different names. None of them are yours, and I'm, I'm protecting your identity. You stay strong, and you Thank could you. property manage anywhere. You, If you were my daughter, I'd tell you what I tell my own daughters. Get the hell out of there. Thank you very much, Farah. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean. Uh, back to the Rabine thing. Is I do like him. However, it doesn't matter who at the top of the ticket is, as long as the Republican Party, as you well know, is set up the way it is today. Unless you change it from the inside out, from the bottom up, it really doesn't matter who gets it. So that. let me tell you a little something. And you, you wouldn't know this, or you have no way to know it. When Gary Rabine launched, he was contacted by other candidates who offered yeah. him. Now, I'm just saying this third party. I would never incriminate my friend. Who wanted to bribe him to get out of the race. He said, absolutely not. If I lose, I'll deal with it. But I won't be bribed. I won't be bought. They're also going to candidates, bribing them to get into the race. This is what Illinois Republicans have become. I couldn't agree with you more, Kevin. You're not going to get an sure. argument out of me. But if you're saying, what so, would get you to reinvest into that sewer? There's one candidate and one candidate only. And that's the one who cannot be bought. Not because he's richer than everybody. He I isn't. Like him. I like he him. can't be bought because of character. But I'm just saying, I'm using Gary Rabine. He By the way, I want that same character in the White House. I want that same character I got it in the governorship of Florida. I want it. I want that for everybody. That's how every politician is supposed to be. Of Illinois, and I'd like to see that character in the, in the Senate in Illinois. Yeah. And to get that, it's my same old song. And I wish you would talk to that James Taylor you're talking about. And also one of the advertisers that you have, the MyPillow guy, he likes the concept of the precinct strategy, precinctstrategy.com. This guy, Dan Schultz, wrote a book about it, and that's how you're changing the Democratic Party from the bottom up. You get you some Republican. young, active, some, I'm sorry, Republican, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the communists it, did it, do it to the Democrat Party. Saul Alinsky did it to the Democrat Party early on, so I point well taken. Thank you, Kevin. Let's go to Kira Elgin. Sean, I had to call in about the lady who... Uh, you know, it's because I like you. I take you twice. I never take anybody twice, but go ahead. No, no. I got to update wrong information. The lady who called in about the campaign manager for Darren Bailey 
We both worked for Joe Walsh for years. But the second Joe Walsh went rogue, went anti-Trump, and had that embarrassing presidential run, we dropped him like a hot potato. We had no clue that he was going to do this. So the campaign manager for Darren Bailey did, had nothing to do with Joe Walsh and his pathetic run. I'm for Darren Bailey because I liked, I liked, I always liked Joe Walsh's wife. I really did. She's a wonderful person. Joe Walsh doesn't deserve her. I never liked Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh was always full of it. I knew somebody that grew up with him. He was always a fraud. And that's all he is. He and, likes you know, himself for sure. He's like those Irish gypsies who promise that they're going to fix your roof the whole time their partner's breaking into the back door going through the old lady's checkbook. Thank you very much, Kara. Appreciate the call. This is what we have to do. You have to be very specific and identify the problems, even when they present themselves as Republicans. Be suspicious. Individuals, not parties. 312-642-5600. AM560, The Answer. Now he's just making fun of me. The mission of the Federal Reserve System is to foster the stability, the integrity, and efficiency of the nation's monetary, financial, and payment systems so as to promote optimal macroeconomic performance to the public, to the U.S. government, and to the financial community. Well, they don't do a damn one of those things, but what they do, we, uh, we're really kind of unsure other than make things worse, in my opinion, and bastardize capitalism and bury the future in debt that can never be repaid. I wanted to bring on the Heritage Foundation's Joel Griffith. He is currently a research fellow at the Institute for Economic Freedom and Opportunity, and I'm wondering if he sees any of those. Hi, Joel. How are you? Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me tonight. No problem. No problem. Now, I'm an old-time trader, floor trader. I remember... When Alan Greenspan, even though he was married to Andrea Mitchell, never released what his intentions were, let alone the month. And uh, it kind of reminds me of, I don't know, something illegal. When did the Fed have the legal authority to announce something they were going to do? When did that change in recent history? Was it the bastardization of the mission statement of the Fed under George W. Bush or the Obama years? I can't remember. Well, there's a lot of problems with the uh, the Federal Reserve, and you put your finger on a, on a few of them. And uh, like you, actually, I was a trader as well at a, a prop shop in Chicago for a few years before uh, fighting some of this monetary excess that we see. And, you know, look at what's happened over this last um, two years in particular. You've had the federal government spend uh, nearly $6 trillion above and beyond what they typically would spend in order to supposedly combat COVID. Well, that money, a lot of it has come from our central bank printing money and buying up government debt, which is then released into the broader economy. And even more so than that, you've had the central bank, as you all know, printing trillions of dollars to buy up other types of assets, such as corporate bonds and, and other which, types of a mortgage bonds. And that's helped inflate the, the stock market, because when you go ahead and buy uh, other assets from investors, well, they have to park the money somewhere. And a lot of it's gone into the stock market. It's made a lot of people very wealthy. But I'll tell you what, we all know who hasn't become wealthy because of this, and that's the middle class, even upper middle yeah. class. People that are working, trying to save, people are seeing their cost of living skyrocket at the fastest clip in more than 40 years. And our central bank bears a lot of responsibility for making that happen. Isn't there an ethics issue? You know, I've been saying this since George W. Bush, the moron that he was, professed that he had to break the rules in order to save capitalism, which... 
I thought he meant maybe that day. I didn't think he meant in perpetuity. And I'll tell you, I, I, I have a serious question that no one's ever been able to answer. It is illegal to, to use the people's money to buy corporate bonds, which is, as you know, the riskiest of all the investments. It is, it is set by virtually nothing other than an LLC or an Inc. or an S-Corp or whatever it is. And there is no recourse if a default should occur. How is it legal for the Federal Reserve to take the people's money, they don't have their own money, they just print up our debt, and put the people into this risky investment? When did this become legal? I, I can't get an answer on it. Well, Congress, Congress is at fault here. Congress has given the Federal Reserve a mandate, a mandate to actually control our money supply, to increase money supply. And there's parameters that are in place. But these parameters are often worded in such a way that gives the Federal Reserve immense ability. Um, so when it comes to buying corporate debt, for instance, the corporate debt that the Federal Reserve is supposedly buying is the <laughs> safest of all corporate debt. Now, you and I both know that um, corporate debt, even if it's rated AAA, even if it has the highest ratings, sometimes that debt actually does um, go into default. But the way the GE was bankrupt. Is given, I completely agree with you, yeah. uh, but this is Congress that is at fault for writing this mandate for the Fed to print money in such a way that gives them immense oh. latitude, far more than ensure that there's a flow of credit. It's allowed the, the bank some to get involved, too, with lending to, um, to other smaller private businesses, allow the Federal Reserve to, in effect, bail out failing cities and failing state governments that are mismanaged, allowing them to buy up copious amounts of municipal debt. Uh, this is a very big problem, and Congress has a responsibility to restrain what the central bank can do, because going forward, I think this is going to become more and more of a problem. What you and I just did, and arguably the best drive-time radio show ever in Chicago, what you and I just did is something that has never been done, to my knowledge, on financial stations, even on what is considered to be the anti-Marxist station. Why are these not points that the American people are, are made aware of? And the reality is these are the same people, actually less character, than those who broke apart the derivative in mortgages and rated D mortgages with A and told us everything was going to be okay. Has there ever been an audit done on this new corporate debt? Do we have anything other than the word of insider trading front runners like Jerome Powell and those other cohorts with side parts and Brooks Brothers suits on? No, well, actually, uh, the, the Federal Reserve balance sheet, it's, um, it's open to the public. We can actually look um, and, and see what those assets are at the Federal Reserve. And what, for the, the listening public, I want to stress, and I say the assets of the Federal Reserve, we're talking about. The Federal Reserve just prints up money to purchase those assets. The dollars they print are considered a liability. The assets are what they use those newly printed dollars to to um, to buy. So you see a chart of the assets of the Federal Reserve. You see it exploding because of everything that they bought. Well, that just represents the money that they printed. And that's a great question. Why aren't people talking about this usually? Well, we've gotten used to this over the last 100 years since the Fed was created. We've gotten used to this inflation of 1% or 2 or 3% a year, as if this is just a normal phenomenon, as it's just it's how the economy works. No, that's not how the economy works. Over time, our money should be actually able to purchase more because we're more productive with our resources. So when you see this steady inflation of 1% or 2% a year, we don't really notice it so much. But that is a very real cost that is levied on us 
via central banking system to benefit a small number of special interests, powerful special interests. And to tell you, the biggest special interest group that they benefit as of late is our federal government because we have politicians that are able to go ahead and distribute checks to tens of billions of Americans, and they love getting the credit for it, and they hope that we won't notice. And what makes things different this year is that we see these prices rising at the fastest level in two generations, and people are starting to ask questions. I think it's very important. I think it's important that we put the blame on the shutdowns that suppress supply, and that we put the blame where it also lies, and that is the Federal Reserve, which has printed the money to make possible all of this deficit spending over the past year and a half. If I was playing cards with Jerome Powell, I'm all in. Because by the looks of his beady eyes, by the quiver in his voice, he doesn't have a pair of twos. He doesn't really know what the hell he's doing. And announcing that he may raise the rate or he's going to raise the rate, whatever it is, is more manipulation of emotion than actual knowledge of what should be done. Is it not? Well, he's talking about the possibility of doing what they can do to increase interest rates and to stop printing money. They call it the letting up on the quantitative easing, which is another word for printing more money to buy more debt. And the irony is here, they actually haven't stopped doing it. They're still printing tens of billions of dollars <laughs> in a given week and yeah. buying up more bonds. And this is at the very time they're talking about uh-huh. stopping, just talking about it. And you know, there's no real easy way out of it, right? If they don't find a way to uh, diminish the uh, bank's uh, ability to they lend can't. all the newly created dollars, well, you're going to have inflation that spirals even more out of control. And if they do try to rein it in to make up for these past mistakes, well, you're going to suffer the consequences of having the higher interest rates. So no easy way out. Government, hand-in-hand with the central bank, has created a big problem. And it's not just the general inflation. Think about the housing market as well. If you're looking to buy a new house, you're probably priced out of the marketplace. If you're looking to rent, you're paying 15 20% more. A lot of that is on their hands as well, because what have they done this last year and a half? They bought up trillions of dollars worth of mortgage debt. It's awesome. The housing market. It's awesome. And how many people realize that when he does raise the rate that he's calling, everything goes up from their charge cards to their arms to all kinds of debt they don't even understand. And I think if he were to do it, it would be the, the, the beginning tip of the domino collapse to the Weimar Republic. But here's another thing. I, I don't have much time because I, I push you and I apologize and I want you back because I like you a lot. The reality is if they get this wrong, which I think there's a high probability he, he gets it wrong, why would the rest of the world consider using the U.S. dollar in the future after you see the kind of failure that these idiots have done over the last, you know, 15 years yeah. specifically? Well, two, two things. Number one, you know, the, the politicians are going to probably let the Fed take the fall for whatever happens here. But remember, it's the politicians in D.C., some Republicans, too, Republicans and Democrats, especially a lot of these social Democrats, that ramped up all the spending, and they had to have a way to pay for it, and they did it by printing. So Congress bears some responsibility on this. The Fed went ahead and financed it. Number two, why why would people refer a dollar? Well, as bad as it is here, some other countries yeah. are making it even far worse. Turkey yeah. has manipulated their money supply. We're the prettiest ugly girl. We're the prettiest ugly girl yeah. at the dance. Yeah, I like it. Compared to Zimbabwe, Venezuela, and Turkey, yeah, we're doing well. But that doesn't mean that we're going to get off yeah. uh, scotch-free here. We are already paying the consequences. It just yeah. won't be as bad as some other countries. Yeah, this is about as pretty as J.B. Pritzker walking around in a thong. He's Joel Griffith. He is a research fellow at the Institute for Economic Freedom and Opportunity at the Heritage Foundation. I'm going to have you back. Do you mind? 
I would love to. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, the answer. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Inflation since 2000. Most of us remember 2000. Some of us don't. Bunny was in diapers like Joe Biden is today. It turns out that it is 61.91%. That means if you had $100,000 in 2000, it's the equivalent of $161,905.92 today. That's the Federal Reserve. That's why all of these people who think they're selling their house and they're making money, you're losing 50% if you inflationally adjust money. And that's without factoring in the taxes and the upkeep. Frank, Arlington Heights. You know, interesting call with that last uh, gentleman. Um, just wanted to add to it a little bit. You know, prior to the Federal Reserve, most of those years, in, in, more, of, in, in more of a laissez-faire era, you actually had mild deflation. You had 130 years of not only economic stability, but an increase of dollar value when it came to purchasing. 130 Absolutely. years. Yet since then, but, you've had 130 years of failure, or 113 years of failure. Go ahead. But the problem, the problem I think, for, for some of it is, is the, the deflation was causing so many problems for the, for the farmers and other people in the economy because, I mean, you know, deflation yeah. helped. And it led, it led to special interests. It, it led, led to subsidies. To, no, you're right. You're right. Right, yeah. But, yeah. but so, economic you know, stability a, is still better problem, than no. Not just economic. So. Yeah. You're exactly right, Frank. But as you know, economic stability is the best peacemaker worldwide, which is maybe why we're in so much turmoil. I didn't get to play DeSantis. He calls Pippi Lystocking a liar. He didn't use Pippi Lystocking, but that's next. All right. Fastest show on the radio. I'll be back in 21 hours. Thank you guys, Keith and Bonnie and the rest of you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.